All right, so as I've told you previously, there are a number of cities you may want to consider if you're looking to live in Southwest Florida. But what we're going to do today is start with the city I probably know the best, and we're going to talk about why living in Cape Coral, Florida may be for you. We're getting after that next. Hey everybody, my name is Craig Cunha. I'm a real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. If you're looking for a channel to tell you a little bit more about what it's like to live, play, eat, sleep, and buy real estate on the Gulf Coast, this is the channel for you. Go to ournextfloridahome.com to register to have MLS access or start using our new app, Our Next Florida Home. That will also give you access to everything that you need to know about the homes as well as local vendors and and even some entertainment and dining suggestions for your evenings. I'm getting calls from people every day and I absolutely love it. And if you're somebody that has a question that goes beyond the information you find here, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast. So as I start every single week, we kind of touch on the housing market and I wanna talk about what I'm starting to see here even in local reports. So I told you before those national reports and everything that's going on, it's kind of crazy. Things, you know, look like they're falling apart. And, you know, I've, I've talked to some people from other areas of the country uh, just this week, and I'm talking about professionals in the business, and they're saying that, yeah, they're hearing the same thing in a lot of areas. So Florida is still one of the thriving places, although we have slowed down some. Now, when I say some, I took the liberty to, to go after some stats to, to prove my point to you because there's people out there throwing articles around saying that the inventory has doubled in some areas of Southwest Florida. I don't know how that's possible. I literally went through all the stats and I did it for the single family homes because this is what they're generally speaking of when they say this. And if you look at the numbers, are they down? Yes, slightly. To say that they've doubled, do you understand that's 100%? That's not happening. We're not in that situation. And price adjustments? They're moderate. Even in the most expensive market, which is Naples, the biggest adjustment I could find was $100,000. So these are million dollar properties. $100,000 on a million dollar property is not a lot of money. So you have to take into scope what's being sold to you. Now, one of the reasons why I was, I was trying to think why this would be, why would these stats be so far off? Because my MLS is made up of three MLSs and it incorporates uh, the ones to the south, which is where Naples is in the neighbor. And I am thinking that maybe they pulled the stats just for their MLS, but they must be really off in that area if it skewed the number so badly. Because when you use this larger MLS that we have and they're incorporated in, I can't get those numbers. So keep that in mind. Even seeing local reports is sometimes not correct. Get the facts to back it up. Get something to show you uh, point blank from a system like the MLS that will show you where we are, what pricing is doing. It are, houses are staying on the market longer as well, but I'm still finding that the really desirable homes do not last. If it's a really nice home in a really nice neighborhood, it's gone pretty quickly. It may not be multiple offers. It may not be over asking price, but it is gone quickly. I found another report that said the buyers are skittish. Well, do you blame them? I mean, look at the stuff they have to sift through. There are things all over the internet. It would be so confusing to try to figure this out on your own. So again, get the numbers, figure this stuff out. We have all kinds of calculators and things to, to take care of uh, the lending side of it. Call your lenders, call somebody who's actually in the market every day, speak to them to get the answers you need and don't rely on all these media outlets. 
Now, the other thing that was kind of odd is that this article was written out of New York City. Well, we're in Florida. So once again, the markets are completely different. Are people skittish? Sure, I'm sure they are. I mean, they're losing uh, money in the stock market and they're they're losing a perceived value in, the, in their property. I still think that that's not nearly as big as what you may find in other areas of the country, but there are some changes. That, that's a fact. No, we can't dispute that because as the rates go up, it makes it harder and harder. However, we're gonna be talking about a way that you can get around that and what's going on here locally. Now, some experts say it's the worst time to buy a house. Well, I don't know what these experts really are how they classify themselves, who appointed them experts, what they really do for their jobs. But that way that I talked about getting around the system, we've got builders down here that will buy down your rate to as little as 2.75% as long as you close the home by the end of the year. Now, they're not gonna obviously put you in a home that they know is gonna close next year because that's not gonna benefit anybody. So they're going to put you on a home that you like that is going to finish within the time frame, and you're gonna have a fantastic rate. There's even other programs where it might be a 399. That's still a far shot, way above what the 6% that we're starting to see. So don't run away from the possibility of still getting a new construction home here in Southwest Florida. And those prices for those homes, we're talking now high 300s, maybe low 400s. So prices are lower than where they were. The rate can be bought down. And there's some builders even giving $20,000 towards your closing costs. Now, obviously you have to use their lender and their title company for this to happen, but if they're giving you that money, even if they aren't buying down your rate, buy it down yourself. There's ways around everything. Where there's a will, there's a way. Now, rentals still aren't a great scenario because pricing has gone up 25% uh, on, that, uh, on the rentals for the year. And it's still, it's still looked at as an option but with the prices not having any real relief yet, and again, I spoke about Don last week, I talked to him this morning, he had 35 evictions so far this week, and 35 homes have people move back into them right away. They're still in high demand. They're coming from out of state. He said one of the most popular states where he's seen people coming from is Colorado. So it's not one of those things of, of having the locals take the spot, it's all the people that still want to be here. A lot of people are still coming. They may not be comfortable making a decision on where to live yet because they don't know the area. Some people are fast decision makers, some are slow decision makers. But if it's in the realm of possibility for you to purchase right now, especially with these programs that they're offering for new construction, you may wanna get on the phone with a lender. I've got a couple contacts in the app. Go ahead and check that out again but you wanna check with these lenders and find out what can I do in my situation, what's best, and what would my payment be? Because if it's affordable, why wouldn't you? Now we're gonna talk specifically about Cape Coral because Cape Coral is 120 square miles of space. And we still have quite a bit of it left. If you go up in the Northwest and some of the Northeast, you're gonna see a lot of vacant land. It's very wide open. They're not really established neighborhoods like you'll find in the Southeast and the Southwest with the mature landscaping. But the nice thing about the whole thing, aside from the few gated uh, communities that we have, is there's no HOA. Now I said we have a few gated communities. There's maybe a half dozen to 10 all throughout Cape Coral, but that's just the way it was set up back in the beginning. These subdivisions can be very nice. They, If they're manicured properly by the owners, it's gonna feel like a community anyway. 
You just don't have the amenities and you don't have the restrictive covenants that make you do things that you might not want to. Because of these differences, you will find that each of the quadrants, and if you haven't seen that video, look up the quadrants of Cape Coral, we go into detail there, but each of these quadrants feels completely different from one another. And you'll see exactly what I mean when you go into them. The Southeast was one of the first areas built, so it's a little older. The Southwest is a lot of newer homes. Those two sections both have a lot of canal front properties available. And then you go to the Northwest, the reason why it's popular is also it's new and there's golf access up there as well. Northeast, its popularity simply stems from the accessibility to get into downtown Fort Myers. It is so easy to cross the bridge. And again, it's the only free bridge that goes from Fort Myers to Cape Coral in the area. And because of these differences, that is why it is so very important to drive the area when you get here. We develop that plan, you come out, check out the area, see what it feels like, different times of day, what's the traffic like, what are the neighborhoods like, how many cars are on the street, all those kinds of things. Whatever your pet peeves are about where you wanna live, that's your opportunity. Drive the areas and feel them out. Now they're projecting right now for Cape Coral to double in size by 2045. Now right now, we're just over 200,000 people. So that means we're gonna be over 400,000 people by 2045. Is it gonna happen? I don't know, but they're getting ahead of it now. You already know that Burnt Store Road is being widened. We've talked about it a number of times. Now they're looking at potentially widening it to six lanes because they just see the future of the growth. Now we also talked about the other week that there's a lot of new projects that are being put into that area to grow it the same way as the Pine Island Corridor. Well, I verified this week, the Super Walmart that was projected to be out west here, it's still on the plans to start at the end of this year and hopefully be done by the end of next year. That would mean a whole nother massive uh, shopping opportunity for the people out west and a lot more jobs coming to the area. So one of my top reasons to be in Cape Coral is proximity to other things. And everybody has their thing that they want or need. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down some of the things that might be important to you and see if those things are here in Cape Coral or if you might wanna look outside of Cape Coral to have the lifestyle you're looking for. True beaches in our area. We've got Fort Myers Beach, which is about 35 minutes from the center of Cape Coral. Sanibel is gonna be very, very similar as far as time frame goes. You just have to cross a bridge that has a $7 toll. And then you have the Venice and Englewood beaches up north. That's an hour and 15 minutes. Now, the reason I would go up to those beaches is because the water's a little bit different and you can find shark's teeth at Casperson Beach, which is at the south end of Venice Beach. Very cool experience. If you haven't done it, you might want to check that out. But beaches, if that's your thing, Center of Cape Coral still gets you to the beaches, especially the local ones, within 30 minutes. Now, unless you're trying to go there every night for a sunset walk, 30 minutes is not a long uh, drive if you're going to be spending the day at the beach. So you don't need to be in Fort Myers to still have access to those beaches. If you're going by boat instead of a car or truck, you'll have numerous options about where you go to a beach. You've seen in previous videos where we've pulled up to sandbars and it's basically your beach. It's a private beach. There are numerous opportunities for that. So if you're just looking to be alone or kind of have less of a crowd around, there's a lot of places that you can find just tooling around out there on the water. And it could take anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes to 
an hour, depending on how much you're searching. But once you find your spot, you'll know it's your spot. And now you have a place to go back to all the time. And you won't have the troubles of parking. So parking in these beach areas, they have them on, uh, on your cell phone now as an app. So you'll pay for a couple dollars per hour. Uh, some places limit how long you can do it, especially if you get into season because they, they wanna be able to rotate people through um, through the areas, especially where the shopping and restaurants are. You know, new people means new money. So that's one of the things that I've noticed. You can also get the parking pass. We've talked about this. Little blue pass goes in the back of your car or truck. And this is where you can go to certain beaches and that pass, you pay $60 for the year, it basically gives you free parking throughout the area for one year. Uh, some of the highlight beaches for that one would be Bunch Beach and Bowditch Beach, which is out at the north tip of uh, Fort Myers Beach. So these are these are nice beaches. They give you a great place to sprawl, and the water is gorgeous. So if that's if that's what you're looking for, get the pass. The other place that's still free right now is Sanibel Causeway. Sanibel Causeway gets packed, packed, packed. It is so busy. People come from lots of places to get on this uh, causeway because it's water on both sides. It's free. You can back right up to the water. You can have cookouts. Boats can pull up. Jet skis can pull up. So if you have multiple people you're meeting, it's a great opportunity. And again, no charge to park, but you do still pay that toll to get over onto the causeway. And lastly, the Venice and Englewood beaches at this time, uh, they're free to park up there. But just like everywhere else, if you start to see these charges coming in, I would expect that any place that's free will soon not be free because there is an opportunity to make money because the biggest draw that we have here in our area is the beaches. Now, if you're a boater, a paddle boarder, a kayaker, a jet skier, any of these things, a fisherman, if you're into water views and if you're into fishing and any of the other activities that we've talked about, you're going to have ample opportunities on over 400 miles of canals that are just in the area. If you are looking for the waterfront wonderland lifestyle, there's no better place for it than Cape Coral. If you wanna trailer your boat and park it in your backyard, you can do so. And the multiple boat ramps that we have will let you do that. They're both freshwater and saltwater boat ramps. So you'll have to check that out on the maps to find out where your best access is, but you will always have an option of a place to put your boat in. Now, public transportation is definitely one of the more difficult things here in uh, Cape Coral. The buses are very limited. They stay on the east side for the most part. They rarely come to the west side. And if they do, it's gonna be a limited route. But the thing that we do have is Uber. So Uber seems to be everywhere. Pull it up on your app, order a ride. It's inexpensive. I mean, I can get all the way out to the airport, which is about 40 minutes away from here. I can get out there for $30, $35. So it's not a big deal. Uh, if that's your only option to get around, just know that you have it as an option. Now, safety is one of the things that people always ask about. It doesn't matter what it is. They want to know how safe is it going to be. Cape Coral is still one of the safest cities in the entire state, in the entire country. And this is for populations over 100,000. And I just got done saying we're over 200,000 now. So with that many people to still have such a low crime rate, it just goes to, to show that not only is our police presence strong enough that it helps keep this under control, but the people living here all want the same thing. They just want the peace of being in a nice Southwest Florida community. Now, the things that we have as far as shopping, we do not have a Costco, but if you're a big box shopper, we do have BJ's and we have Sam's Club. We have 
Walmart, Super Walmart, Super Target. In fact, we have two of uh, the, the Super Targets. We've got the Home Depots and the Lowe's. We're adding restaurants and we're adding uh, different businesses all the time. But the one thing I think we need to add another of is a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> We've got one Chick-fil-A. It's in the Northeast area. And if you're somebody down in the Southwest, you have to plan to be out there for that kind of thing. But hey, that's just a personal thing. It's, it's probably the only fast food that I still eat, but we definitely could use another one. So if anybody out there is thinking of opening a franchise, Southwest Cape, please. We do have a major hospital as well as multiple uh, urgent care facilities. And we're also adding a lot of assisted living uh, facilities so that when you start to age or when you bring your family and they start to age, they'll have somewhere that you can uh, have them stay and have the care that they need uh, as they age. Now we have two airports here. One's international and that is RSW. That's about 35 minutes away. And if you go to Punta Gorda, these are the direct flights that you can go into many, many cities now. Their schedules are a little wonky sometimes as far as Sometimes they leave on a Thursday and come back on a Sunday and there's really not a, a lot of ways to alter that. But you can usually find a city that you need. The rates are generally pretty low. The interesting thing is you still walk out on the tarmac to get on the plane. You're not actually in a full uh, airport like you find at RSW. But those are our two options and the travel times. So depending on what you need them for and where you're going, you have options. And then if you go further north, you'll find Sarasota has an airport. And there is a small one down in Naples, but I believe that's more for private planes and things of that sort. We do not have things like Best Buy, Dick's Sporting Goods, Bass Pro Shop. None of that stuff exists out here. None of the malls that you're looking for. So if you want all these shopping places in one spot, you need to go into Fort Myers or down towards Estero. You've got the Miramar outlets down there. You've got Coconut Point is another place. Um, you can go all the way down to Naples and go to Mercado if you want, or north to Ellington where their outlets are. Um, GCTC, Gulf Coast Town Center. That's another shopping opportunity. And all of these are generally outside. We do also have the Edison Mall. It's probably the only fully indoor place that you're gonna go as a mall here. All those others, you're gonna walk outside between the stores. While we don't have an official mall, we do have some other shopping uh, outlets or options like a Belk, a Marshalls, TJ Maxx, those are the options that we have if you're looking to shop for clothing in Cape Coral. Once again, we have numerous options for dining as well, and they're generally gonna be off of roads like Cape Coral Parkway, Del Prado Boulevard, and Pine Island Road, because these are our main roads in the area. You're not gonna find things like Ruth Chris. You're not gonna find Capitol Grill. You're not gonna find Cooper Hawk. All these kinds of places, you're gonna again, go to Fort Myers or Naples. You're gonna plan it out for an evening, and that's what you're gonna do. But if you're looking for some good dining opportunities. One thing that we have different here, or at least more of, is if you're looking for a waterfront place to have drinks and maybe some food, the boathouse is where you're gonna go. The boathouse is mainly for the view and catching the sunsets at times, depending on the time of year. As far as both view and food, you're probably gonna be thinking about Rum Runners. And if you're looking just for the food, there's where you're gonna get your options because you're gonna to go to a place like Lobster Lady, uh, maybe Overtime, you're going to consider Finn's, Merrick Fishtail, um, Ford's Garage, 1025, Osaka's, Cork Soakers. These are all the places you're gonna find. You can also find many of these in the app as well. So again, refer to that app for much of this stuff. I'm trying to keep it updated uh, with 
all the information you're going to need when you're spending time here in Cape Coral. Now, entertainment can be a little bit limiting in Cape Coral, but we do have a downtown area that has bars and restaurants and live music. Uh, we even have an axe throwing bar here if you're into that thing. There's a cornhole tournament that's held down at Rusty's on Thursday evenings. Um, you can find countless other places, on, especially on weekends. Dixie Roadhouse, it's, it's got a different crowd. It can be quite packed, especially uh, on the latter part of the evening um, on a weekend. But that is one of the most popular places that we have here, country music. It does change over to some rump shaking stuff later on in the evening. But once again, still very popular. A lot of these uh, bars and restaurants, even the bowling alley, they're gonna have darts and billiards as well. We do have a billiard place right up on Pine Island Road that's specifically for billiards. But all in all, anything aside from those things mentioned, there's not going to be a lot of it. However, for family entertainment, we've got a number of options. You've got the Sun Splash Water Park. They are altering a lot of things up at Mike Greenwell's. Um, Gator Mike's, I think is what they call it now. But that is a facility that has had uh, batting cages and uh, go-karts and arcade and all that kind of stuff. But they're modifying that right now. They're changing it over. So we'll see what they come up with when they're finished. But there's a lot of uh, miniature golf places and you'll be able to go bowling. Obviously, we just mentioned that, that. But we have some unique things like the Yacht Club. It's got a beach down there. You've got the Yacht Club pool. You've got the BMX park. So if anybody in the family is into racing bikes, we have that. And these are, these are actually circuits that are used throughout the state. So if you're competitive into BMX riding, you might really enjoy it here. We've also got the Eagle Skate Park. So if you like to roll on wheels and jump off of ramps, we've got places for that too. So some unique stuff to use here. But once again, our biggest entertainment factor is what you can do on the waterways. Now churches, there's many, many, many of them in different denominations. So whatever your flavors, we've, we're going to have some of it here, but you're gonna find that's the case all over Southwest Florida. Churches are literally everywhere. Now, most crashes and delays seem to happen more so over in the Fort Myers area. And it could just be that there's a lot of traffic moving through there, especially on I-75. So when you look at the morning reports, you're gonna see a lot of crashes over in that area. Plan out your schedule based on these reports because they are pretty accurate. So if you see an area is all jammed up, find another way to go. But Cape Coral doesn't have as much of this. Our biggest sticking point, if there is one, are the bridges and you can wonder why i mean we're crossing the bridge now we got to drop into fort myers well if fort myers is congested and all of our traffic is running over there at a certain time it's going to back up and veterans parkway that's probably the prime example because as soon as you come over that bridge you have a light so it stops your progress down on the cape coral bridge it doesn't stop that way. If you're getting off on McGregor Boulevard, yes, it'll skirt to the side, but you'll go over an overpass before you actually hit the light. So there's more space at that particular bridge, but that's where you're gonna get caught up. So if you're somebody that's gonna commute in the mornings between say 6.30 and nine, or in the evenings coming home between 4.30 and 6.30, expect these to run a little bit slower. All right, so there's an increase in pedestrian deaths and they've been talking a lot about this lately because we're coming back into season where many more people are gonna be here. But the first thing that you have to consider is you need to pay attention as a pedestrian. The latest killing that happened was a 31 year old woman who decided to cross the road at 10 o'clock at night. So it's obviously dark, 140 feet away from the crosswalk. So not knowing what kind of clothing was worn, if it was dark or light or whatever it was, but 10 o'clock at night, 
I don't know about you, but many people tell me that their eyesight isn't the best when they're driving at night. And now you compound that by somebody crossing across the road and you can barely see them. Yeah, that's why the accidents happen. So there's a couple main intersections in our area that have gotten a lot of attention for this. And they're now getting a grant. They're trying to get a grant for $14,000 to have police officers be at these locations during some of the evening hours so they can police this stuff before it becomes a problem. And I'm telling you, I've seen numerous examples, both on the news and even today. I couldn't get the camera out fast enough, but this guy was cutting between the traffic, walking from one side to the other on um, Pine Island Road, and it's the section that has six lanes. Three on one side, three on the other. He's cutting between the cars, and I'm almost the one that hit him. I was just getting ready to hit the accelerator to get, you know, get hopping, and then this guy comes wiggling through the cars. That's how you get yourself killed. All right, so that's a little bit more about why living in Cape Coral may be for you. And if you're not quite certain and you wanna still check out some of the other areas, we're gonna be doing this every week, going to another city, giving more information. But if we're not there yet and you're still interested in finding out more, check out one of these videos. And if you've got any questions for me whatsoever, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.